Welcome back to Finding Catharsis. I'm your host, Simon Bettenkirth. Today is October 14th, 2022, and uh, I wish I wasn't going to talk about what I'm going to talk about in this episode. Um, this is a very difficult episode for me to do. On September 21st, 2022, one of my closest friends, Joshua Phillips, took his own life. And on September 23rd, 2022, I found out that he took his own life on Facebook. And uh, it fucking broke me. It's been about three weeks since I found out. It's been a, about a week since his wake. And tomorrow, October 15th, will be a week since I buried him. And it has not been fucking easy. There's a flow of emotions. A lot of them. Anger. Sadness. Frustration. Laughter. Uh, obviously not laughing because he's dead. But laughter, you know, and reminiscing and talking about him and the memories and stories that I, 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 sh I, was, I have of him. Getting to know the people who he knew and connecting with them. And it's fucking hard. Uh, going to his wake and his funeral were two of the hardest things that I've ever been through. And they damn near broke me in half. I don't know how the fuck I'm managing right now. Subconsciously, and my body's kind of on autopilot and doing all the right things, taking care of myself in a healthy, positive way by making sure that I'm getting enough sleep, make sure that I'm eating, make sure that I'm exercising, make sure, making sure that I'm doing all the right things. But consciously, I'm so caught up in it still. And I'm angry. I'm sad. I guess the part of it that makes me so angry is just the fact that <laughs> I'm just angry that my someone, my brother is dead. My brother is gone, and he's, he's his ashes are part of his ashes are in a box six feet under, and. But the other parts of him are with me. His mom gave me a little necklace that has his ashes in it that I, I have on me right now. And it fucking sucks. I hate that I got to know his mom this way. I hate that I got to meet his sister this way. I hate that I got to meet all his friends this way. I hate that the burden that I'll have to carry now for the rest of my life will be this way. And see, the thing is, is that I'm not mad at him. I mean, a little bit, but I'm just so mad at all of it. Like, he gets to, he no longer has to deal with any of this anymore. But I do. I'm the one who's got to check in on his friends. I'm the one who's got to check in on his mom. I'm the one who's got to keep myself together and hold myself together for the betterment of all of them. His friends and his mom have been giving me the nickname Smart Josh. Um, and... It fucking hurts hearing that. I always 
made sure that I, I made sure that I took care of him, that he knew that I would always be there for him, that I always take care of him when he come when he came home. And I made sure I did all the way through. Suicide is an is devoid of all logic and reasoning and rationalization. And because our brains are so wired to make connections, to make sense of the things that we cannot, it manifests guilt and we blame ourselves. I don't blame myself for it. You know, I did everything I could with what I knew. My guilt is just needing to do everything I can. The day before, uh, September 20th, he and I talked and we talked about, you know, he let me know he had got home from JRTC and we talked about what was next for him. And he told me about how he's just wanting to get healthy to go to selection. And that was the last thing he told me. And now he'll never be. There's a quote that I've mentioned in this podcast before from uh, Colonel Todd Brown former one uh first ranger battalion 75th ranger regiment commander said in a uh, kia memorial bracelet uh memorial know their story live their story and finish their story i know joshua's story i'm going to live my life the way he would have wanted me to and i'm going to finish all the things that he will no longer be able to but man, would I, I'd be a liar if I didn't admit to the fact that I'm fucking mad that I have to do a lot of it on my own in the first place. That I have to do this alone now without him. I loved him like a brother and he's gone. He's really, really gone. And I have this Joshua-shaped hole in my heart that I'm going to try this the rest of my life to fill but I never really will because only he can and I hate it I hate that he's gone I'm also mad at two people I'm mad at my dad at Rob I'm mad at Ariella for just not for I needed them and they just they're not they fucking dropped the ball that's a different thing I won't talk too much into because I want to tell it to them but I guess I'll start with the wake I'm sorry Friday October 7th, you know, I got out of work around 7 a.m., got home, went to sleep, woke up, showered, got dressed. I put on my black shirt, put on a black tie, put my, you know, my, my little navy blue suit that I have, put on my boots, and then I drove around. I woke up around like 12, showered, left around 12.30, I went all the way to Princeton to this flower shop 
that I really love. And I picked up two bouquets of flowers for uh, Joshua's mom and his sister. Um, and then I, I drove down there. I got there around 1.45. And I'm, I immediately ran into Josh, three of Josh's close friends while he was in Kentucky. Uh, Ed, Jace, and Jennifer. Uh, and I immediately introduced myself to Jennifer uh, and them. I mentioned that, you know, I'm Simon. I was one of Joshua's close friends here back home. And, you know, just very quick to introduce myself. Went inside the funeral home and I saw, you know, I saw his mom. I, you know, introduced myself. I, uh, you know, reintroduced myself. I introduced myself to his mom uh, in person because I had messaged her on, on Facebook um, and then I ran into his stepfather again, who I had met before, and I introduced, uh, reintroduced myself to him. I gave her the flowers, and at this time, Ed had given her, given uh, Doris, Joshua's mom, uh, dog, his Joshua's ta dog tags, and a set of Pit Viper sunglasses that Josh had, because Josh loved his Pit Vipers. And then at the same time, one of her nephews gave her a. Uh, gave her a uh, painting that they had made of Joshua and that fucking broke her broke me and I was there for almost two hours before my uh, before my best friend in the world Vicky showed up and was there for me she showed up you know she made it to the wake to support me um, she didn't really know Joshua. She knows of him in passing from a lot of people who also knew Joshua that posted about it. Um, and I'm glad that she was there because uh, I wasn't strong enough to do that alone. I wasn't strong enough to do the funeral alone. Um, I spent a lot, I met, then I met a lot of, a few people from his platoon, his platoon sergeant, his platoon leader. Um, I met more of his family. I met his sister. I re-met his dad. And, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time there. I spent the entire night there. Um, I remember being too scared. It took me almost two and a half, almost three hours before I even made it inside the funeral parlor to say goodbye, to say goodbye. I was scared because the moment I walked through that arch, that into that room, it's real. My friend was in that box all the way at the far end in the center. That was him. And I was too scared to go by myself. Very fortunately, Vicky was there, and she made every baby step with me to go in there and say goodbye. And I'm really, really grateful for that, because God knows how hard that was to do it, and the next day was going to be even fucking harder. But I got there, uh, I, I did it, you know, I, I went to, I went there, I said my... I paid my respects um, to him the first time, the hardest time, and I did it again before the funeral close. The, fu uh, the 
wake was done and then i went to get dinner with everybody i got to know his friends jace ed and jennifer a little bit better and then i met matthew his old team leader when jace joshua was stationed in, in washington state uh, you know I, I got to know a lot of his friends a little bit better and make connections and sing songs like basket case from green day um the army song it was just such a nice wonderful moment all of us together remembering him and then i went home i you know i got my rest that i needed and then saturday came and i got dressed for i showered i got dressed in my asus my army service uniform my dress blues and i woke up my mom was already ready and she and i went to the funeral we went to the uh to the cemetery we found parking we waited we waited for everybody to show up i got dressed i made my way it was a really nice and sunny day a little brisk a little windy but nice i said hi to ed and jace and jennifer and all his other all the other people who were there joshua's family I met a few of Joshua's father's friends, one who used to be at my unit, which was pretty small world. The funeral home people were handing out flowers to put, you know, next to Joshua's urn. You know. Um, and we waited. 10 o'clock showed by and services started. Uh, they did, a, you know, it was a funeral with military honors, and uh, it was nice, but they fucked it up. Uh, somebody fucked up the paperwork. There was no 21-gun salute. There were only flag foldings and taps, and they didn't even do full taps. Um, but regardless, it was still pretty nice. It was hard. Um, Isabel, a good friend of mine who also knew Joshua, um, Isabel is my ex's sister. I don't know why I need to get, keep prefacing that title with her. I don't know why I can't just say it's my friend, but I think it's important to also just clarify that, like how I know her, um, and why in the relationship we do have, um, she was there, she showed up and I remember everybody kind of already going by paying their final respects. And I don't know why I waited to the very last minute. Um, before that they gave flowers and I ended up giving my flower to, um, to Ricky, uh, a friend of Joshua who also turned out to be one of my close friends, Jeffrey's childhood best friend, like best friend in the world. So I gave it to him to give pay respects. And there I was, I was maybe six feet away from his urn from the table, staring at it with this pile of ro white roses two cans of dip a pack of welch gummies um his old unit crest from uh from washington and there i was staring at it scared you ever you know in those movies where you know it feels like the hallway just seems like infinitely long that's what it felt like like his 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 table with his urn 
was just so incredibly far away yet it wasn't i just was too scared to move myself there part of me was like i can't do it i can't do it i can't i can't i was scared it's terrified i didn't want it to be real And then I, in that moment, I thought about, I was scared because I didn't have anything to lay there with him. And then I remember just that feeling I got during my first week, my, during jump week at airborne school. I remember the sentiment of, I'm not coming home like a bitch, so I'm going to jump out of this fucking plane. Josh used to always say, stop being a fucking pussy or stop being a, pardon my political incorrectness here but stop being a stop being a fucking faggot and i remember that sentiment i remember that feeling and i remember if i were to if i had gone to airborne school with josh i could remember him telling me that i could see him telling me stop being such a fucking pussy and do it anyway <laughs> And in that moment, I, I knew what I needed to do. So I took off my jump wings, off my army service uniform. I put the frogs on them. I walked up. I laid my wings next to his urn. I put my hand flat out on his thing and I said goodbye. I told him that I was here for till the end of the line. And then I took two, two maybe maybe four steps away afterwards, and I broke. That was it. That was the last time I was going to see my brother again. And I, I lost it. I just, I started to, I couldn't even make it out of the way before I fucking just cried my eyes out. Isabel ended up just grabbing me and holding me and hugging me. Uh, Josh was uncle. Uh, his mother's brother grabbed me and told me to keep it together and hugged me. And then I had to go say, I had to go see his family, his mom, his dad, his stepfather, his sister, his stepmother. And it just fucking broke me more. It broke the fuck out of me. And then they told everybody besides the immediate family to, you know, to just basically it's over. Services are over to fuck off. Uh, so the family can, you know, be there while they buried him. I ended up saying goodbye to his uh, platoon sergeant and his platoon. I, uh, I remember catching up with ed and jen and jace to you know say like hey we're staying at a you know doris's house uh you want to come by later and i said yeah absolutely dropped off my mom shower uh showered and got changed hung out a little bit and then i uh and then i left to go hang out with them because uh, uh i wanted to i wanted to get to know his his friends the you know the people he was with and i wanted to be there for his mom
and I did. You know, I, I ended up spending like pretty much the rest of the afternoon to the evening, and even sleeping over the house to you know spend time with them, with Doris, sharing stories, laughing, crying some more, being there. It was a good time. Next day, I you know I left, came home, tried to sleep, and you know this week has just been really just hard on me mentally. Um, just got a lot going on here. These last few weeks have been has just been a whirlwind of emotions, of feelings, of sadness, of anger, of frustration. See, the way I met Josh was in the eighth grade. So almost 10 years ago now, I met him running track. We ran track together in, in Elizabeth High School. Well, not Elizabeth Middle School. And um, we uh, he, he saved my life. I say that because I'm very dramatic. It wasn't that he saved my life, so to speak. It was more like he... Uh, it was the first time I'd ever really competed in a race. And I gassed myself at the 800 meters. And boy... Boy, was I, like, when I say gassed, I was gassed the fuck out to the point where I felt like I was going to fall over. Like I was going to get there and just fall over. Um, but he, he, he came up. He came up to me, and he threw me over his shoulder, and he led me to water. You know, he led me to the water fountains. He made sure that I was drinking water, that I wasn't going to pass out or anything. And that's kind of where it started. You know, I ended up repaying the same favor that day, and I remember getting him to water and being there for him and getting to know him, and we bonded over, you know, similar experiences and the fact that we both wanted to join the Army. And over the next few years, we would bond over that. We'd hang out whenever we could. You know, he ended up going to a different... He ended up going to the same high school my ex did, so he knew my ex, and, you know, just a lot of friends that I made there. And it was just such a always kept tabs on each other you know and he joined the army and then i joined the army a few months after he did he joined in august of 2017 i joined in march of 2018 you know he was born in march i was born in august you know i keep seeing that number pop up a lot you know five three and eight Eight for August, five for the how much older he was in terms of both, you know, army time and regular time because his birthday was in March. My birthday's in August. He joined in August. I joined in March. You know, and we both really wanted to do a lot of the same things. We just kind of went two different ways about doing it. He went active duty army. I went into the reserves. He went infantry. I went signal corps. He went air assault. I went airborne. Granted, I went airborne first. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we both wanted to go to Special Forces Selection together. He was going to go before I did. I was going to follow suit after he did. And now I've got to do it for the both of us. See, it's kind of the thing about all this. Is that... See, the part of all this that just sucks is having to do it alone. 
and him not being here to motivate me, to inspire me, to tell me all the tips and tricks along the way, I've got to I've got to figure it all out on my own. And that's what sucks. I think back to the uh you know, I think back to Cowboy Bebop, that final scene and that final credit scene, you're going to carry that weight from the uh Beatles, that lyric from the Beatles. I got to carry this weight and I'm going to carry it till the very end because Josh wasn't just some friend of mine some like acquaintance like he made an impact on me and I loved him like a brother I always told him that I always told him how much I loved him how proud I was of him how I'd always be there for him and I hate that he didn't even give me the opportunity to save him once again because I was always there for him I always wanted to be there for him and I just I hate I hate that he's gone. I really, really hate that he's gone. I think one of the other things I'm mad at is just the people around me. And don't get me wrong. I mean, they do, they're doing pretty well. Like, Vicky was a real big support for me for the wake. Issa was a very strong support for me at the funeral you know his my friend jeffrey mario they were there for me my team sergeant like just a lot of people reached out and made sure you know just to check in and that was really nice um i think the part that i think is the hardest is just the fact that it's over or i guess so to speak all the i guess the the fanfare the theatrics I'm really mad at Rob, at my dad, because I needed him. I wanted to talk to him right after the funeral to tell him what I've been through because telling him would then make it real and then I could cry and, you know, him be there for me and just listen. But he was busy and when then when I tried to follow up with him, it feels like he blew me off for his friend that was visiting. And I don't even know if it really was his friend or you know Rachel's friend and he's just you know friends because obviously like you know he wanting to be friends with her friends or whatnot I don't fucking know but it just fucking hurt you know like I needed him and it feels like he blew me off for someone else because they were visiting and stuff and it's like how are you gonna call me your son and blow me off for a friend who's visiting like I didn't need an hour to talk to you or the regular time allotted. I just wanted to tell you what I like how hard it was cuz I had to bury my fucking brother. I had to bury the fucking closest thing I had to a, a brother that isn't here. And he's gone now and he's fucking gone forever and I had to do that. I had to say goodbye to him. I had to be there for the entire time and I just wanted him to fucking listen to me. I didn't want him to fucking just push me aside like I didn't fucking matter. Like, how could he, I'm just so, I feel so let down by the guy who I think of as my dad, and I never thought he would let me down like this. And now, 
I understand, you know, like, I'm empathetic. I'm super aware of the fact that, like, you know, he wanted to give, he wants to give me all the time that I need. But it felt really shitty that he just kept putting it aside or couldn't even make the time. You know, like, how are you going to say you're, I'm your son and then blow me off knowing that I just buried my friend knowing how I feel? It fucking sucks. It's hurtful. I feel abandoned. And then my feelings with Ariella are just, I haven't even talked about that to you guys. It's just, that's another whole different story, but I, I gotta stop hiding. I gotta stop trying to hide away from my feelings, what I feel. I've gotta just do it. I've gotta stop. I gotta live my life with a little bit more confidence like Josh always did. I've gotta fucking do those things now um yeah there's nothing really else I want to talk about um I just wanted to talk about this experience and how shitty it's been for me and how shitty it will continue to be for me uh for the upcoming days and months and days weeks months years to follow My dad advice is call your friends, call the people you love, tell them how much you love them, how proud you are of them, how much they mean to you in your life, and don't ever be afraid to tell them that out in public, in private, wherever. Just tell them you love them, hug them, kiss them. If it's your partner, you know, obviously on the lips, but tell your, take those photos, take all the sappy photos you can. Never say no to a photo. Just always try to live in the moment, but remember to just take those photos because, God, I wish I had more photo. I wish I had a photo with him. That's my dad advice. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I love you. I'm proud of you. You are important in this world, in this life. I love you and I'm so proud of you and we'll talk soon.